Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Chapter 7, Overcoming Regret, Hope for the Prodigal. Again, I'm reading from my book, Help, I'm Addicted, Controlling the Cravings that Control You. And this is probably one of the most important chapters because here we offer hope. And, uh, you know, many of us look back on our lives with regret that the choices we've made, myself included, and we didn't see it coming. We didn't see what the consequences uh, would bring. And we often overlook the awful consequences of sin because we're enticed by the temporary pleasure of it. In life, we experience either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. There are countless examples of a young parent who, who loses visitation rights because of an addiction to pain pills or a family that is destroyed because of drug or alcohol abuse. Situations vary, but the outcome, the outcome doesn't. Regret often leads us back into bondage, and the vicious cycle continues. But we can find tremendous hope if we turn to God and encounter the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. Isn't that so true? We encounter one of the other pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The pain of discipline produces joy, whereas the pain of regret produces anguish. The pain of discipline produces peace, whereas the pain of regret produces fear. The pain of discipline produces assurance. The pain of regret produces confusion. If I don't say this enough, I want to reinforce it right now. No matter what you've been through, third recovery home, 10th recovery home, third marriage, fallen again, fallen last night, get back on track, repent, move forward, say, Lord, help me and keep moving forward. Don't stay caught in that vicious cycle of shame, guilt, and remorse, and then you fall back into it. Psalm 107.10 opens with a stark portrayal of bondage. It says, those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Have you ever been there? Those held captive by sin have no doubt been there and they can relate. Darkness and depression overshadow everything. And the wisdom of this psalm continues to expose the root of bondage because they rebelled against the word of God. That's the context, because they rebelled against the word of God and they de- despised his counsel. Now they're sitting in this darkness and, and uh, the consequences have come. And the imagery conveys people, you know, kind of stumbling through life or locked in a prison where no one can come to their aid. Their hearts are heavy as a result of despising God and rejecting his truth. The only one who can truly help them is the only one who created them. Same situation with us. The only one who can truly help us is God and God alone. We must, we must cry out to the Lord in our trouble and he will save us out of our distress. That promise will not fail. He will bring you out of darkness and the shadow of death if you turn to him completely. He can break those chains in pieces. And again, sometimes it's a process. Many people get upset when they say, man, Shane, I prayed you know, for 20 minutes yesterday and nothing changed. Well, yeah, welcome to spiritual warfare. Welcome to spiritual battle. You battle. You've got to seek God regardless. You're not there. Well, I'll try it for 20 minutes. I'll try God out for 30 minutes. I'll try God out today. He better, he better do something. No, he doesn't play that way. He, this, he's not saying let's make a deal. He's saying let's is, this is the deal. 
And the wisdom in that Psalms, you know, that we just, it just, um, just read reminds us that God's promises will not fail if we turn to him. What a wonderful God we serve. He warns us about wandering from him, but then when we do wander and experience regret, he invites us back. But we must come with a broken and contrite heart. We must cry out to God. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that they would worship him and the wonderful works that he has done. For he has broken the gates of bronze and he has cut down the bars of iron in two. Verses uh, 15 through 16, I believe in uh, the verse we were just uh, talking about earlier from those who are in, in bondage, Psalm 107. And um, it, it's just it's just incredible when God breaks down the bronze. And, the, and the, back then in the Bible times, bronze was the strongest thing they had, bars of iron. It says not even those can stop God Almighty. Those are very strong materials, but they're nothing to God. He can break any bondage if we turn everything over to him. Your first and most profound choice is to, stay, is to say no. Then let God handle the rest, okay? There will be withdrawals in the case, you know, of many, for many people, they, they're withdrawing from the substance, so it is, it is hard. There are consequences that they're working through, and there is pain as they heal. But the pain of discipline is temporary, while the pain of regret often lingers. Jesus often spoke out against those who enjoyed wallowing in sin, yet his love and mercy reached out to everyone who regretted their sin and hated their condition. So do you enjoy your sin or do you cry out for help? That's the difference. And that really is, uh, it shows where your faith is at. That makes all the difference in the world. Are you repentant and broken and hate your miserable condition or do you enjoy it? If you enjoy sin, then there's um, the chances are that you don't truly know God and you need to repent and believe. You know, but be encouraged. Regret can actually redirect a person back to God and it can really anchor them into God like most uh, into a, it can really anchor them deeply into the foundation of God unlike most um, most people have today let me unpack that for a minute it sounded a little odd people who've been through a lot a lot of regret a lot of pain when they turn back to God because those who've been forgiven love much uh forgiven much love much when they turn back to God often that relationship is very strong it's very secure it is they seem to have a deeper passion and love for God because of what he brought them out of. And Psalm 51, 17 says, my sacrifice, so my sacrifice I'm giving to God, oh God, is a broken spirit. Lord, I give you my brokenness. I give you my contrite heart. And that God will not despise. Regret, when it is used as a stepping stone rather than a stumbling block, can rebuild marriages, families, and lives. Don't let it continue to drive you down. Let it build you up. Regret, pain, depression, fear, and anxiety are often the result of wandering from God, much like a ship that has drifted off course. Once the correct course is set, however, hope, peace, and joy return. God will bring you out of the darkness and out of the shadow of death, and he will break the chains in pieces. Look at Psalm 107, 14. Read that, meditate on it, and let God speak to you through his word. You may be in your fifth recovery home, your third marriage, or living in the twilight years with a past full of regret, but God can rebuild and restore, and he can give you that peace that you're longing for. I mean, I know people even 60s and their 70s that have turned back to God, and um, they, they regret that they weren't a better father, weren't a better wife, or 
or mom and they regret, tons of regret. But once they give that all to the Lord and although there's regret, they would like to change some things. This joy comes over them. This peace comes over them because they now they are in right relationship with God and nothing feels better than God being in control. So don't let discouragement and failure define you or stand in your way. I could write an entire book on my failures, but instead I try to follow the Apostle Paul's advice and I encourage you to do the same. He said this, forget those things which are behind you and reach forward to those things which are ahead of you. Check out Philippians 3.13. Forget your past mistakes, yes, but remember the lessons learned because of them. Overcome the pain of regret by allowing God to rebuild your life. So I'm just going to close out with a few principles to overcoming regret. Just about five quick things you need to know if you want to overcome regret. Number one, it's only over when God says it's over. Regret can paralyze your progress because you feel that you've done too much damage and you think God can't use me now. But God always uses people who have failed if they realign their heart with his. Number two, a delay is not a deny. God often prepares us for something great so we can handle the weight of what he has called us to. And that takes time. Figuratively speaking, you don't see a very young apple tree, you know, bear abundant fruit. You know, the tree would collapse under the weight. Likewise, we have growing to do. Personality issues, you know, that we, we have to work through. We've got attitudes. We've got certain habits. Uh, we've got pride that needs to be broken out of us. Again, you, you never be perfect on this side of heaven, but you'll be a lot better uh, than the person you used to be when God begins to remove uh, the dross from the gold and you come out in the refiner's fire, uh, pure gold, ready to use uh, at the master service, even with some impurities, but at least he'll get the, the, the biggies out of the way is what I call them. And there is a saying that we have uh, when I was in construction. The deeper the foundation, the stronger the structure. In other words, the deeper I went when digging, whether it's backhoe, excavators, you know, heavy equipment, the deeper we went, that was, that meant that the, the foundation and the structure is actually going to be bigger. So the deeper we go, the higher up the, the structure can be. And the same holds true with the depth of our spiritual foundation. It's also determined by how much we can carry. How deep does God take us and what pit does he pull us out of? Don't be frustrated. God may be building and strengthening your foundation and aligning your will with his. Rather than allowing regret to knock you off course, use it to help you stay the course and get back up and fight again. Number three, God's will is not easy, okay? God's will is not easy. I once believed that life was easy in the center of God's will, and it wasn't easy. Uh, and, and if it wasn't easy, I was actually out of his will. And now this isn't necessarily true. We should have peace in the center of God's will, but not freedom from different I'm sorry, not freedom from difficult uh, circumstances. So yeah, at times we may fight, you know, bouts of anxiety and depression and fear because we're out of God's will. Uh, but often we fight those things when we're in God's will. Many biblical heroes fought hardship uh, and things like that while they were in the center of God's will. I think of Moses. I think of Elijah. I think even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I think of Peter. I think of Abraham. I think of David. I mean, just about every one of them. Uh, Samson. You know, how can we determine if a challenge that we are going through is the result of being out of God's will or, uh, I'm sorry, let, let me re rephrase that. How can we determine if a challenge is the result of being in God's will, there we go, 
or if the difficulty we're going through is because of disobedience? Well, first, ask yourself if your motives are honest and if there is any sin that you're harboring. Second, focus on obeying God's word and the convictions of the Holy Spirit. Third, seek biblical counsel and use wisdom. God will direct you one way or the other. Again, try to see challenges as opportunities for growth. Being in the center of God's will does not prevent challenges. It sometimes creates them. In Matthew 7, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 7, 24 through 27, Jesus told the story of a wise man who built his house on solid rock, which is God's word, rather than on shifting sand, man's philosophy. As a result, his house withstood the storm. Isn't that interesting? We all go through the storm, but who withstands the storm? It's, it's those who build their house on Jesus's words and obey him, obey the Bible. On the contrary, the foolish man who built his house on the sand lost everything. Notice that both men encountered the storm. Adversity comes to all of us. In life, I've seen storms come right before God opens a huge door and they test our faith and they test our family as well and our marriages. So expect the storms, but know that you can weather them successfully as you look to God's word for the answers and stay the course. Number four, God is not on our timetable. Oh boy, that preaches, doesn't it? God is not on our timetable. God gives us godly desires that line up with his will. Timing is everything. And it's been said that a gift from God given too soon can cause much harm. For this very reason, I thank God often for giving me kids later in life and not during my 20s, much like an enormous jigsaw puzzle. God's will has many pieces that must come together in his time, and then we start to see the full picture. In retrospect, I see that God used my regret to reposition me. They were not wasted years, they were waiting years. And I could go into a long pity party about how many years I squandered due to you know, alcohol abuse and things like that. Or I can thank God for delivering me and using me. Same holds true with you. Don't stay stuck and stupid. You know, get back up, fall forward and begin to move in the right direction and don't keep falling, don't keep failing. It's not an excuse to sin, but I am telling you to get back up and fight again. And that's really how we get through life, to be honest with you. Finally, number five, never forget that it is God, not you, not your willpower, that is God who helps us stand firm in Christ, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. God is faithful to lead those who are willing to follow. Are you willing to follow? So I just want to encourage you, you know, a lot of people reading this are in a state of depression and regret. I mean, nine times out of 10, that's why they picked up this book. So with regret, don't stay there again. You know, you regret, I blew it. My, I mean, I'm losing my kids possibly, um, everything from losing kids to a restraining order to a DUI, uh, to even, you know, being locked up in jail for a season. And there's tons of regret and that regret the enemy uses to keep us pushed down. So what we need to do is say, you know what? The devil hit me, got me good with the right hook. And then in came the left hook. I, I fell, but Lord help me. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to be a testimony to you. I might even write a book on my experience. I might even preach a sermon series. And I know it's going to be tough, Lord. I'm going to fill my mind with your truth. I'm going to get rid of those destructive relationships. I'm going to, I'm going to stop going to the places that pull me down. And Lord, help get me back on track. Use this as a stepping stone, not a continual stumbling, stumbling block on the way down. So hope that helps. Chapter seven of my book on um, hope for the hurting. 
Um, in the next chapter that we're going to get into, uh, we'll be pushing through withdrawals, pushing through withdrawals. And that's very important because a lot of people fall back into sin, back into their addiction because they're trying and then the withdrawals hit. And then I just want to take away this pain. And so they go back to what medicates them and then they fall back into the bondage again. So that's chapter eight. And I'm looking forward to reading that next. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.